Welcome to the Your Company Bell Podcast. I'm your host, Andre Wright, founder and CEO of the Wright Consult Digital Marketing Agency, and also the creator of the Patient Buzz Program. The goal of this podcast is to highlight healthcare professionals, their journey, and how they're making the world a better place. Let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of the Your Company Health uh, Podcast. My name is Andrea Wright. Today we have a special guest, Mr. Terence Height Jr. of the Height Effect and Height Health. Hey, hey Terence, how are you? You're doing great, doing great. How are you today, Andre? I'm great. I'm excited to have you on because I know the great things that you're doing in the community and I know you will definitely talk to our listeners about this and, and how they can actually even help you to advance what you're doing. So first of all, I want you to tell us your story. Yeah, absolutely. So I, you know, I've pretty much been an entrepreneur the entirety of my life. I started off with like a detective service when I was like eight years old. And then that turned into, of course, a grass cutting business. But I really got serious about it around my sophomore, junior year of college when I started my first LLC and it was in the music industry. I wanted to be there in the music space, but then kind of realized my nine to five was healthcare. And that's when I realized there's so many gaps. So in, in 2015 and into 2016, 2017, started my first healthcare tech company called Connected Care. And what Height Health is, which was officially started last year, is like the third version of that. So it's that entrepreneurial journey of still trying to connect people to care, but in different ways. So that's where we are today with Height Health, connecting people to care and providing that access to care in communities. What is height, the height effect? Talk to us about that. Right. So the height effect that actually spun off of when I finished my executive MBA and I came out and realized there's a lot of businesses that were startups or people that wanted to create startup companies but didn't know how to do it. So I said, how can I give people that didn't go to business school? How can I give them those key skills that make corporations big? Because I think there's value in MBAs and that level of knowledge. So that's where the height effect started. It's a consulting firm for small businesses, and that's very much alive. That's the other end of, of what happens in the background. And that's actually how Height Health started. I test different business ideas with the height effect. And then the ones that ended up taking off, I turn them into actual entities and make them businesses. Awesome. Awesome. So Terrence, why healthcare? Because I've spoken to a bunch of healthcare entrepreneurs and doctors, and uh, sometimes it's a aha moment or, or something happened mm-hmm. in your background that pushed that burning desire to, to be channeled in that area. So was there a story behind healthcare? Yeah, somewhat. So uh, my dad had been in healthcare my entire life. So I literally grew up in the hospital. Like when I was 15, I worked as a volunteer in the hospital and then just throughout time, just being in the hospital. So I'd been in healthcare majority of my life and I needed a job. I just got married. I was in my early 20s and all that needed a job. I ended up working at a hospital and realized, wow, I really like this. One, two, I realized that the impact would be so great because it was such a big need. And then I realized, too, that there are a lot of communities that are not receiving some of the resources or or getting a level of resources that are not really helping them stay healthy for a long time. So just over time, I saw that that, that my focus should be in that space and then just being an actual healthcare employee working in hospitals and with insurance companies and consulting firms in the healthcare space for over a dozen years now. I've been able to really dig deep and see, hey, there's problems that we can really fix with people who look like me for people and patients that look like me. Awesome. Awesome. And Terrence, I want to say, man, I really commend you and your company for what you're doing in the community. But I want you to talk to us about how do you, through your company, help or develop that healthcare direction or help the community? Talk to us about your services. So our process, absolutely. So we do it through three ways. Health fairs, 
or health events. Um, we like to call them community health events, where we actually bring all these resources into the community. Uh, we have another event actually next Saturday, July 16th at Paradise Church of God in Christ in Forest Park. But we bring the different health providers to the communities and provide things like free screenings, free health education classes. This will be a health advocacy event. So we'll have not only free screenings and things like that, but we'll have people who are health, health experts and physicians talking about how to advocate for your health. So that's one way. The second way we do is through the virtual health events. So we've had a pride event. We had a men's health month event. We had a COVID mental health event. Those are just some of the ones we've had this year. But those virtual events allow it to be a more intimate setting. And, you know, you can actually talk to the different panelists and it brings a whole panel together and gives that perspective from the different areas. Then the third way is through health programs. I'm not going to speak a lot on that. But we will be rolling one out soon, among others. But these are the programs that are designated for certain types of patients. So, for instance, you're a patient with high blood pressure and you need help managing that high blood pressure. We work with nonprofits and then state agencies to put programs in place and actually help you manage that and get, get healthier. So those are the three ways that we, we connect people to care. Yeah, and that's awesome because I know, for instance, we men... We have a tendency not to talk about our health or, right. or seen as a, as a manly thing to keep it, you know, quiet. But by you going into the community and, and bring these issues to the fore, I think it's a great thing that you're doing to help the community. Thank you. Thank you. We definitely appreciate that. Of course. Of course. While I was preparing for this interview, you know, I was reading an article. One in seven people with diabetes ration their medication. And 56% of Americans can't cover unexpected uh, uh, bill of $1,000. I know you're big on health equity. Talk to us about health equity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So different people are different points in, in the healthcare journey. So you may have a great doctor that's just the same as the doctor in the higher income area of the community. But if you can't get to that doctor because you don't have transportation, there's no bus line, that's not equitable. So those are the types of things we try to do is that we realize that, hey, even though there may be great medication and great, great resources available, do the people in certain communities, underserved communities, which are, again, low income, minority, LGBTQ, veteran, chronically ill, elderly, all these communities, do they have the same access and ability to connect to these health resources? So that's, again, that gap that we try to fill. And to your point, even the prescription you know, drug thing, that's a, that's a major crisis. So we work with big organizations and say, hey, you have these millions of dollars out here. Well, we have a pool of 1,000 patients who could benefit from that. We'll coordinate the funding of their medication or we'll coordinate them going to a primary care doctor visit. Just use the money for something good. And that's how we advance health equity. And then again, just by providing that access, by actually bringing the events to the communities that we serve and bringing the whole health system, if you will, into the communities directly. What do you say the health system is broken? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and that's what one of the things that I kind of, my company in 2016, Connected Care, it was designed based off of that. And that's how it would start off. The healthcare system is fragmented. Is broken. There's no interoperability is making waves, meaning systems are talking a little better than they were, but it's not all the way there. And there's still people that are left behind. And I think we're doing, it takes organizations like ours and yours, and I say ours, right, that are on the ground, that are actually out there talking to the people in communities and then getting them connected to care. So I do think the health system is broken. I do think we still have, you know, one of the best health systems in the world, if not the best health system in the world here in the United States. We definitely have the resources for it and the money's behind it. But it's, again, how do we make that equitable? How do we get that to everybody in the country versus just a select few? Right, right. So, Terrence, talk to us about some of the challenges you face in the communities. Right, right. A lot. One is just trust. 
there's a lack of trust in certain communities with the healthcare system just because of things that have happened in the past. The other would be from a funding perspective, right? It is very, healthcare is, is expensive. And when we look at the totality of, of, of care, because with us, we go after what's called social determinants of health. That's what we're, we're ultimately addressing, which are all the factors that influence health, where you worship, where you live, your environment, the jobs that you have. All of those factors influence health more than just going to the doctor. So what we do is we go and say, OK, to address all these, we have to have the partners in place. And those partners have to be paid. So that's why it's a big thing for us to have sponsors and create awareness, put our brand out there and tell these major corporations with the millions of dollars or billions of dollars that they have, say, put your dollars in the communities the right way. We'll coordinate that funding for you and then measure the actual impact and show people are actually getting healthier. So those are some of the big challenges that we have and then how we, we see we can address them. So in terms of nonprofit, is any one of your mm-hmm. businesses or your programs uh, uh, nonprofit related or it's all for profit? Well, how do you... It's- yeah, no, absolutely. And that's a great question. So that's the neat thing that we do. We're real, very intentional about having a community impact. So we partner with nonprofits and as a for-profit, we have a lot of flexibility in how we can monetize mm-hmm. things. So we partner with nonprofits to put these events on. The sponsorships that are given to the events go to the nonprofit, and then also a percentage of all the tables given back to the nonprofit. So and then the nonprofit has to be located in the community that we're serving. So it kind of works full circle with High Health because we're able to come in, work with local nonprofits and help them grow and expand, help them bring in dollars that can help uh, you know advance these different programs. And then one of the other things we're working on now is with uh, the High Foundation is, again, how do we fund these patients? So do we have a pool of money and we can designate for you know, 100 patients in a certain city? And then how do we make sure that that pool of money is used to get these patients back and forth to the doctor, get their visits paid for, get their medications paid for, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Do you work only with like the Kaisers or the larger health healthcare organizations or you work mainly with private practices? What's the dynamics there? Right. And so that's the neat thing about our model is, and you, this can uh, be found on our website if you go to just hype.health, www.hype.health, no.com on it. Uh, and under the four businesses tab, you can see all the organizations we work with. But to your point, we can work with a big payer for so a big insurance company. We can work with a major hospital or healthcare system. We can work with a private practice, a community organization, a nonprofit. That just really it gets down to the technicalities in the background. We have multiple models if you will, as to how we can put the events on. Um, but we can work with, with, with pretty much anybody and then help in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. So what's your process of selecting specific communities? Where do you go? No, so that's a great one. So what we do is we use a lot of, of, of state uh, agencies for like information from the Department of Public Health uh, and in data sources like that and say, okay, where are the areas with the biggest disparities? Um, where are the areas with the healthcare shortage? So we use a lot of the, the HRSA shortage, provider shortage area and say, okay, well, this area has a huge provider shortage as compared to this area. Let's go into that area and then bring the provider partners that we have into this area. So now we've actually addressed the need that there are no providers in this area. Now, our ultimate goal, again, with the health events that we have in the program, that's, of course, a short-term fix. So our ultimate goal is to make it more long-term and be able to bring providers into the different areas you know, that we work in on a long-term basis. That's what we're working toward. That's how we address that and how we target those communities. This episode is brought to you by the new book, Visibility, Digital Marketing Secrets. You can get it on Amazon or andreebright.com. And is there an application process? Say some doctors are listening and they're like, oh, that's great. Something great that 
Terrence is doing in the community? How can I partner with, with Terrence? What's your process like? Will they just go to your website or how, how does it go? Yeah, it is that simple. Absolutely. There's forms on our website as well. Again, it's www.height.health. So right up here. But they can go on the website, click on the four businesses tab, uh, and then you can see more information and download our event sponsorship packet. And again, it, it's a win-win whether you're a for-profit or a non-profit organization. You know, a, a doctor's office can do this as a, a marketing effort. They can partner with us as a marketing event for their practice and bring in patients that way. A nonprofit can, this can be an extension of their healthcare focus and they can, you know, generate money off of it that way. So um, ultimately just go on our website, you know, sign up there, you speak with us, speak with someone on our team. Yeah, man, we go from there. In terms of the frequency of your events, how is it monthly? How often do you do you have your events? Right. So last year we were having, and I'm using last year as a point of reference when we're trying to go to it. Last year we were having about four or five events per month. That was a combination of in-person and virtual events. Um, when the Omicron variant came in, we shut down a lot of events, all of pretty much Q1. And then now we're starting to ramp those back up. So this event that's happening on the 16th from 11 to 2 in Forest Park, Georgia, um, on July 16th, that event is going to be our first in-person event. But when it comes to the frequency, we're trying to get to the point where we have health events every day. That would be ideal. But we have over 60 events planned out between next month and then June of next year. Nice, nice. That's great there. All right. So what's the structure of these, the, these events? Walk us through one of your events. People just show up and what's the program like? Right, right. So you can you can show up. We'll have signs out there, and sometimes have you know flags and all those different things. Or you can sign up online and then pre-register for an event, and you'll just be notified. Um, either way, we do the registration at the event. Um, we take a quick health assessment, if you will. It's more so of a, a health survey. Doesn't take any proprietary information, and we try to figure out you know what you want in your community. There may be health resources, maybe transportation resources, maybe food resources. Those may be the types of things you want. Once we've understood the voice of the people in the community, then for the next event or the future events, we can bring in those types of resources into the community to make sure that these events are catered towards the actual community. You'll get a card, and with that card, you check off you know, how many tables you went to, then when you get to the food table, you just turn that in, and then you get your plate. And what that does, that allows us to track and say, okay, you know, there were 30 vendors here, right? And people went to, you know, these top five vendors. So these are vendors we need to engage and say, hey, you maybe need to have a bigger presence in the community because 50% of the people came to your vendor table. So that's basically the entire flow. This next event, again, on the 16th that I'm mentioning, we'll have speakers. And so it's not just health events and health screenings and COVID tests, pre-COVID tests and screenings and all that, but you'll also have a chance to sit with a public health professional, learn about advocacy, uh, health advocacy, and how you can advocate for your care. So that's the basic flow, you know, of an event. Um, it's family friendly. Um, you know, we have kid focused events that we had at elementary mm -hmm. schools last year. So we just make it fun and we make it, again, community oriented. And that's why we always say community health event versus just a health fair. And that's awesome, Terrence. On the largest, I know we talk about the brokenness of the healthcare system. From where you're sitting mm -hmm. and by having these events and really dealing with, with these healthcare uh, providers, where do you see healthcare in the next 10 years? Are you seeing improvements or what, what do you see? That going. I do think it's improving. And I think, uh, you know, one of the things that happened, the pandemic exposed a lot of things, even when it comes to, to the virtual health. And, and this is not necessarily exposed in a bad way, but exposed in a good way with telehealth. It showed us that we have the capabilities of doing that. And then we can now improve that and, and do it well. And we can now reach more people, you know, with telehealth. Now, there's still a, a problem of some people being in rural areas or areas that don't have Wi-Fi or people not having access to smartphones, which is another thing we're looking at. But 
overall, I, I think ultimately we're headed in a right direction. Uh, and I think it's everybody saying, hey, there's, there's going to be long term effects with what happened with the pandemic and what's going on with the pandemic, because I don't think we're necessarily out of it yet. But I think it's made everybody in the healthcare space say, let's rethink things. Let's rethink how we do things. And it's also brought people that were outside of the healthcare field into it and say, hey, we have solutions that are transferable from this industry or that industry, you know, that can improve healthcare. So we're now all working together. And I, I see it going in a, in a positive direction in the future. I'm glad that you brought up telehealth because that's huge. And, uh, you know, most right. of my clients, they're really pushing telehealth because, I mean, they can become, doctors can become more efficient because they can see a larger group of patients over time than by them just physically coming in the office. And also I could just get up one morning and see my doctor in, in like minutes, right? I don't have to go in my right. car and drive to. So it makes things better and things more efficient. So I think that's a huge part of it, you know? Definitely agree. Definitely agree. And another thing, though, I, I want to bring up and with the, the, the environment too, being remote and the whole mental side where people are home no more than ever. Have you seen more mental issues arise because of the pandemic or what, what have you seen? Because we're talking to other providers or uh, other healthcare professionals, they see a rise in that. Absolutely. And, and that's why, you know, our last one, two, three events, really, the three virtual events. The first one was uh, the effects of COVID on mental health specifically, and it was a target towards the 55 and older generation. The next event was a Pride Month event, but it was, again, mental health focused for, for the LGBTQ plus community. And then we had the men's health event, which had a mental health individual on it. What we've seen is that mental health is not becoming so taboo. People in communities that weren't, you know, in the past open to mental health are now saying, hey, we need to pay attention to our mental health mm -hmm. because, you know, we were locked indoors for years and, and most people were. So I definitely think there's a rise of awareness in mental health. And I definitely think it's something that uh, we should be paying more attention to and should have a focus on. And then in all the events we have, we do have some type of mental health resource. Uh, and you can go to our website and look at those past events I just mentioned as well and download those resources or rewatch those webinars uh, if you like. Yeah. Awesome, man. Awesome. Terrence, I can't believe that we're basically at the end. Right, you, know, right. you are doing a wonderful thing in the community, and I know, or you know, our listeners, they definitely enjoy what you're you're talking to us about. I know you mentioned your website, so what are some other ways we could reach you? Yep, so the website or um, social media at Height Health um, on every social media uh, chat platform, all the major ones, I guess. So LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So those are the main four that we use. Or you could uh, give us a call. So it's four, the number is four zero four seven eight eight four four two nine. And also, we'll be we have a presence now officially in Clayton County, so in Morrow, Georgia. Mm -hmm. So we'll be we'll announcing that, and that'll be our event coming up at the end of August. So um, look out for more information on that. But it's on our website now if you want to RSVP for that one in advance, because I'd, I'd love to meet everybody and see how we can work together to fix this healthcare problem that we have. Awesome. Awesome, man. As usual, Terrence, it's a pleasure speaking with you, man. And uh, until next time, uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Thanks so much. You have a good one, Andre. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you found this information useful. So please go to our website at yourcompanyhealth.com for more and also like us and share this episode on social media. We'd love for you to leave us a review on wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, see you then.